Hello, hi, and welcome to this episode of the Mandy Mayer podcast. As per usual, if fat loss is your goal, if building a healthy relationship with food, with your body, with exercise is your goal, or if creating healthier habits or just trying to get motivated is your goal, then you are in the right place. For all my regular listeners, you will know by now that to elicit fat loss, you don't have to do anything drastic like keto or the military diet. To elicit fat loss, you have to create a calorie deficit, right? That is something I always bang on about because that's exactly what you have to do. You have to consume less calories than what you expend and that is how fat loss takes place. Now, one of the easiest ways to monitor your calorie intake per day would be to track your calories, to log your calories so that you know how many calories more or less you are consuming per day. I do know that this method, the tracking of your calories, doesn't work for a few people. For a vast majority of people, it will work and it will be a phenomenal tool to help with your fat loss because you'll have all the data and with the data you can make calculated choices but as mentioned I do know that tracking calories is not necessarily for everyone and that is why today in this episode I'm going to chat about how you can lose fat without tracking your calories. If at any point during this episode you're like, oh, I've learned something from this episode or, oh, Mandy, that is really what I needed to hear and I have a strategy to move forward and you feel like sharing this episode of the podcast or rating and reviewing it, I would highly appreciate that. All right, let's jump straight into it, right? So I do know that tracking calories is something that really helped me in my fat loss phase. But I do know also that some people think tracking and logging calories is a life sentence. And that's the last thing I want anyone to think, right? Because it's not necessarily the case. Like you don't need to be a 90-year-old lady playing bingo tracking your calories, right? But in saying that, like I said, in the beginning, it can be very, very beneficial to track your calories, right? Because number one, it gives you the data. Number two, it gives you flexibility. And number three, it helps you make calculated choices. It also helps with the accountability of the foods that you are consuming. It also teaches you about the nutritional values of all the foods that you are consuming, which will then set you up for your maintenance phase without having to log. But I do understand, though, that logging and tracking calories is not for everyone, hence why I wanted to make this episode to give you a couple of strategies that will help you move forward without tracking or logging your calories. These strategies that I'm going to chat about in this episode will even help you to kickstart the tracking of your calories so or your fat loss phase for that matter because it will give you a very good idea of how to create your plate, how to identify what you're eating and those are the essentials that we need right in the beginning because I know a lot of the times when you start this fat loss expedition you like a lost fart because you've been given so much information from so many other people that you wouldn't necessarily even know how to build your plate 
moving forward. So this episode is going to be very beneficial when it does come to that. And it's going to provide you with some strategies, all around good fucking strategies for fat loss and your food. Number one, write down everything that you eat. So take a pen, put it to paper, write down everything that you do consume. Because most of the time I hear people saying, but Mandy, I don't even eat a lot, but I'm overweight or I can't lose fat. And a lot of the times you may forget what you have eaten or you might not want to acknowledge what you have eaten. So by writing everything down throughout the day, that's going to give you a good understanding of the amount of foods that you are consuming. Once you have enough data on that, you can then say, all right, cool, where can I tweak my food choices throughout the day? So write down the foods, everything you eat and you drink throughout the day, put pen to paper and write it down. Number one, it's going to help you realize what you are consuming, how much you're consuming, and it's going to help you acknowledge that you are consuming the foods. Number two, This is focusing around building your plate because I've seen very often that many people and even myself included when I started my fat loss expedition, I didn't know what to put on my plate because I didn't know, quote unquote, for the lack of better words, what was allowed and what wasn't allowed. So a general guideline to building your plate would be half the plate veggies, a quarter of the plate carbohydrates and a quarter of the plate protein and keep it to an average size serving on your plate right that quarter plate of protein if you're having meat sources for your protein that will bring along the fats as well if you're not having meat sources you would look at adding a pinch of fats to your plate as well right so again that's a general guideline of building your plate that's going to balance out your macronutrients and it's going to give you an average amount of calories so again you won't necessarily know the exact amount of calories but you will be eating your macronutrients in moderation or a split between your macronutrients in moderation and with half the plate of veggies you cannot go wrong it's going to be really, really filling and you would keep it then to one plate. Now I know you're going to ask, okay, cool. Is that lunch, dinner, breakfast? What is that? I would then suggest saying, cool, look at building the plate that way for your lunch and for your dinner. And breakfast doesn't necessarily need to be half a plate of veggies. Look at having whether whatever it is for breakfast and adding some protein to that if possible. So again, that's a general guideline of building your plate, knowing that you're having everything in moderation and also then not having to meticulously track your calories at the end of the day. So we've got write everything down. That would be your first point, your way to start when you are starting your fat loss expedition without tracking calories. Write everything down. Then number two, when you build in your plate, a quarter plate of protein, quarter plate of carbohydrates, half a plate of veggies. That is your general guideline. Keep those plates to an average serving size. So don't necessarily over overload those plates because then you're going to be overloading the calories on the plates. Number three, a general guideline of meals throughout the day or moving forward throughout the day would be three plates 
two snacks. So if you're not tracking calories, you would keep your meals per day to three plates for your meals and two snacks, meaning one plate of food for breakfast, one plate of food for lunch, one plate of food for dinner, and then two snacks. And you would generally then look at adding your snacks between breakfast and lunch and between uh, lunch and dinner. Again, it's very personal. It's up to personal preference. If you want to add the snack after dinner before you go to bed, that's 100% fine as well, right? So when it comes to the three plates, obviously you would look at building the plates in the way that I just discussed at point two. And you would keep the serving sizes on those plates to a normal average regular serving size. When you're doing that, you're having a good control over your calories throughout the day. Now, with this guideline, remember as well, number one is to write everything down. So if for breakfast you're having a plate of three slices of toast with three eggs and tomatoes and mushrooms, for example and you're moving forward and you're weighing yourself, you're taking body measurements and you're not seeing any progress, because you've written everything down that you have consumed, you would then be able to say, okay, cool, where can we tweak the meals? Obviously, I'm using breakfast as an example here, but you would do the same for lunch and dinner as well, right? Then you'd be like, okay, cool, can we potentially look at taking away one slice of bread for breakfast, one egg, and whatever else it is. Can we look at using spray and cook to fry everything in instead of using olive oil, right? So again, you would only know to make these tweaks if you are writing everything down because then you're exceptionally mindful about it. As well, you have the data, you can make calculated decisions moving forward. Again, the general guideline with building the plate is not now to be like, oh, okay, I've got three plates per day. Can I load them full, full, full that they are overflowing? No, it still needs to be within moderation as well. And ideally, you want to add protein to every single one of those plates so that you can remain full for the, the day. Then when it comes to your snacks, Again, it's got to be, you got to be mindful about the snacks that you are having and you can't be like, oh, for today's snack, I'm going to have a slab of chocolate. And for today's second snack, I'm going to have a box of Oreos. No, that's not how the snacking works. You would look at a palm-sized snack, right? So something like an apple, something like a banana, something like rice cakes and maybe some cottage cheese. If your snack for the day is a small Snickers bar, then that's also 100% fine because it's not going to be two snacks per day, every single day for the week that are Snickers bars, right? So again, that guideline of three plates, two snacks is really going to give you control of the amount of food that you are consuming per day. And what it's also going to do is it's going to help you create a damn good meal frequency and meal pattern throughout the day, which will really help, especially if you are someone that is prone to skipping breakfast and skipping lunch and then overeating at night. And then number four, or strategy number four, sort of follows on from strategy number three. It's going also with three meals per day, but initially tracking or logging the calories once off for a couple of meals, knowing what the calories are, and then putting away your app like MyFitnessPal or whatever it is. Then sticking to 
Two, I want to use the word boring meals throughout the day, so your breakfast or your lunch. And then for dinner, one exciting meal where you don't necessarily know the calories. So to explain that better, say, cool, for breakfast, you're going to have oats and you're going to have a banana with that and then just after that you'll have your two boiled eggs. Now initially your once off what you would do is check the calories of that meal then stick with that meal for breakfast for a week for example. So you have then once off calculated the calories you know that's whatever 300 400 calories for breakfast so you know that yes it might be boring for a Brit but it gives you excellent control of what you are consuming. Then you do the same with lunch. And you're like, okay, cool, for lunch I'm going to have a piece of steak, I'm going to have some sweet potatoes, and I'm going to have a shitload of broccoli and cauliflower. Once off, calculate that the calories of that, and then stick to having that lunch for a couple of days so that you know there is control. So whilst those two meals might be the same for the week, then you change it up by in the evening having a dinner that sort of a bit more exciting, a different dinner every single night, whether it is spaghetti and mince, whether it is chicken a la wati wati, then yes, you might not know the calories of that dinner, but again, you would then stick to the one plate sort of guideline and not overly full plate, fit on the plate, and then you know, okay, cool, that is the calories for breakfast and lunch. I can't really go too wrong with dinner unless I have two, three, four or five plates worth of food on the one plate. You can see all of these strategies are sort of intertwined with one another because then when you build in that plate for dinner without knowing the calories of that plate, again, you focus on, cool, let's look at half a plate of veggies, quarter plate protein, quarter plate carbohydrates for that matter. Let's say you're having a mixed food like a beef stew or a lasagna for that matter, right? Now, I know the panic might set in and you might be like, oh, but how do I know if this is a quarter protein and a quarter wati wati? Have a block of lasagna, have veggies on the plate with that because in your lasagna you'll be having your protein you'll be having your carbohydrates and then you want to fill the rest of the plate with your veggies now i know another question is oh, but mandy what veggies can we eat walk down the veggie aisle choose the veggies you want as simple as that don't fucking overcomplicate it you want butternut have the butternut you want millies have the millies. You want broccoli and cauliflower, have the broccoli and cauliflower. You want brinjal, have the fucking brinjal, right? There is so much health benefits to absolutely any veggies that you do have. Okay, now let's shift our focus over to eating out at a social event or a restaurant for the last two strategies. So let's say, for example, you are at a friend's braai, okay? And you don't have control over the foods that have been bribed and been prepared because these friends were like, no, 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 this is not a bring and bribe. We catering fully for you. There is a guideline of sticking to one plate, right? So again, have whatever you want to have at the bribe, but stick to one plate. That is really going to control your calories when you are out. So you want a piece of garlic bread? Boom, pop it on your one plate. You want a piece of burros, lacquer, pop it on your one plate. You want some of that potato salad, but I know you're scared to have it because you've already got the garlic bread on your plate. No, 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 dish up a tablespoon for that matter of that potato salad or potato bake, put it on your plate. Is there salad? 
dish up a shitload of salad onto your plate, right? So again, that one plate guideline of when you are out. Now, I know there's that fear, oh, but Mandy, how do I know if it's, no, it's one plate, moderation, stick to that, and there will be a good amount of control with your calories. Because remember, you've now controlled your calories for the entire day leading up to this price. So if you stick to one plate of food with a bit and a piece of everything that you do want to have, your overconsumption of calories or the chance thereof is not going to be majorly high. Now let's talk restaurants because I know there's a lot of anxiety when it comes to ordering at restaurants. When I was on my fat loss journey, I used to call it order anxiety, right? Um, So it is something that I also dealt with. The most important thing, the word I want you to remember here is called smart swaps, okay? So if you go to a restaurant and you usually have the burger, the chips, and three beers, look at where you can make smarter swaps. So say, cool, yes, I really feel like having the burger. Do I really want to add the chips to the plan today? Look if you can then trade those chips off for something like veggies, and then instead of having three beers, possibly have two beers and a Sprite Zero. Just by doing that, you will cut out a fair amount of calories. So even without tracking calories, off the top of my head, I would then say you are going from a 1,800 or 2,000 calorie meal choice for the evening down to about a 1,300, 1,200. Again, I speak under correction. That could be very incorrect. Also, it depends what you've had, okay? But on average, you're looking at saving between 500 to 800 calories just with that one order, okay? And that is just simply by making smart swaps when you are out at a restaurant. It can be anything. It can be instead of having a full pizza with 2,000 calories, you have half the pizza with 1,000 calories. You fill that plate up with some extra salad and boom, Bob's your uncle right? So again, you've practiced moderation, you've practiced control. And at the end of the day, right, it's all these small things that you are tweaking and changing that are actually going to bring you the results. Why? Because they are easier to adhere to than you doing something drastic. So again, you want to remember smart swaps. You don't need to cut out absolutely everything. You just need to be smart about your decision making when it does come to your food choices. And I think you can pick up a trend on the on what I what words I used within this episode is moderation, control, swaps. You know, those are the most important things is like I said, practicing that moderation, sticking to the guidelines, sticking to the strategies and just having control or trying to control the serving sizes that you do consume. And by doing all of that, you will be removing or cutting out a fair amount of calories throughout your day, which is then most likely going to place you within a calorie deficit. And if you don't see progress after a good couple of weeks. Remember, you've written everything down that you have consumed. So you go back to that paper and you're like, cool, where can I tweak it even more to place myself in that calorie deficit? Because remember, if you're not seeing progress after a good couple of weeks, several weeks for that matter, it means that you are not necessarily within a calorie deficit. And then you would need to look at consuming less calories throughout the day. Okay. So remember less 
calories throughout the day doesn't necessarily mean less food in volume, if that makes sense. You can get good bang for your buck on calories through nutrient-dense choices. So if you are having a lot of potato chips with your burger for that matter, you would then say, that's where I'm going to tweak my calories. I'm going to remove some of those chips and add some veggies, right? So you're not necessarily removing the amount or reducing the amount of food you are consuming, but you are reducing the calories that you are consuming. As I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, I am a firm believer. I do believe that tracking calories, even if it is just for one month, can be super, super beneficial. I also do believe that we, you, me, everyone shouldn't be tracking calories for the rest of their life because your main goal should be able to, should be you looking at food saying, cool, I'm going to consume that or no, that's not necessarily part of the plan today. And all of that is done through creating balanced lifestyle, right? So again, beneficial to track your calories in the beginning. Is it needed to lose fat? No, it's not needed. These number of strategies that I have discussed will be a very good starting point for you if you are one of the few that really don't want to or can't track your calories due to different reasons. And then lastly, just a little disclaimer, if you don't want to track calories because it's too tedious, I would say just do it for a month, right? Get over that and tell yourself, you know what, for change to happen, you have to do the boring, tedious things. But again, like I said, I know it's not for everyone and I know that it can be triggering for a number of people out there. Hence why I have discussed these strategies that you can proceed forward with, with your fat loss expedition that does not involve tracking calories all day and all night. On that note, I'm going to love and leave you like I usually do. Keep smiling, keep laughing and keep being kind to one another. Much love, your friend who is now the minister of fat loss in South Africa. Not really, eh? That's a joke. I think South Africans will definitely get it.